Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Up Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Brown. If you missed last episode, you want to go back and take a listen to that because we had a lot of information that we're also going to be covering today. Um, If you're not following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all those, uh, it is at Heated Up Podcast, two Ps. Um, Go follow us. Go give us a couple of likes. Drop some comments. um, See if uh, you want to come on an episode or you want to give me some topics to talk about. Um, With today's episode, I want to cover... Uh, my week four predictions for the NFL. I know last week we didn't do so hot. We didn't do as bad as we have been doing previously, but we did pretty good. Um, I also want to talk about the implications of the MLB. Um, I might drop an emergency episode on Saturday because there might be so much going on. Uh, the Yankees won last night. The Red Sox lost. I bought wild card tickets with my friends. We are attempting to go to a Fenway Park versus uh, the New York Yankees game. Um, But right now it's not looking hot. We're going to need the Yankees to win 3 out of 5 and the Red Sox to win 5 out of 5. The Yankees have to lose 2 more games than the Red Sox. So however that happens, if the Yankees only win 2 games, the Red Sox have to win uh, 4 or 5 because they can be ahead of them. But as long as they tie, we can get a game in Fenway. Um, And that will be great to see. Obviously as a Yankee fan, I'd rather be be in New York. But also I want to see the game, so it's kind of tough. Um... But that's interesting. Jonathan Wazaga is back. They got rid of Andrew Heaney. So any Yankee fans out there, you know that that is a big change in the bullpen. I'm really excited about the bullpen. I'll read off a tweet I read. Um, somebody tweeted out the bullpen, what we're probably going to be going into the the playoffs with. And it looks nice. It looks really good. So I'm very excited to see that. Um, also going to talk about my fantasy players of the week. Kind of like a recap episode uh, like we usually do on Thursdays or Fridays. Whenever I drop those, you'll listen to this Thursday morning. I am recording Wednesday night. Um, a little bit more news comes out in the NBA. Andrew Wiggins not taking the vaccine. Um, you'll have my opinion on that, especially knowing that he has to take the vaccine to play home games. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do in Golden State. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, also, Aljamain Sterling out of UFC 267. We are having an interim championship fight. Corey Sanhagen, Peter Jan. Uh, that'll be a good fight. Um, I'll have my prediction of that as well later in the episode. I will probably kick off the episode dropping a couple of these uh, quick segments. Um, but you'll listen to all that and more on the Heated Up podcast today. Uh, let's get ready to heat it up. Soundstrike. So, today's Wednesday. Nothing crazy for news has happened. Um, we've had a couple of things come out. There was an ESPN article about Bill Belichick talking about you know the Spygate stuff. Some of the coaches thought that he was... Uh, looking at other practices um there was also another thing he had an altercation with one of the head coaches um back in like 2004 i think um i haven't really done a lot of research on it really read into you know the articles and stuff like that i'll have more of an update uh next episode i'll kind of look into it and read into that um and it's funny literally the week of before tom brady comes and makes probably his final appearance in gillette uh you come out and have a story like that a bunch of stories actually of uh Bill Belichick, apparently he didn't want to say his goodbyes to Tom Brady uh, after Tom Brady did depart from the uh, Patriots. Um, Yeah, I don't really have thoughts on that. Um, Obviously, it hurt Bill Belichick. I mean, he's, you know, Tom Brady is his his successor and, and, you know, vice versa. Um, Without each other, I don't know if either of them are as successful um, in the NFL as they were. Um, You know, that's just personal opinion and, uh, 
you know it stinks you know it's kind of like a bad breakup where you kind of don't want to see the girl but like you have to it's like it's weird it's a weird situation so bill belichick said he'd rather have their goodbyes over the phone um so it'll be interesting to see what happens in foxborough on uh, sunday night uh, we'll get into that later into the episode when we give our predictions um i want to start off today's episode aljamain sterling um i was driving home yesterday and i i had my phone uh mounted up on my car aljamain sterling is out of UFC 267. Um, you know, I have my own opinion on that. Um, Aljamain, he's not a real... In my eyes, he's not the real champion. He won via disqualification. Um, he didn't get medical clearance. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know the specifics. Um, ah, man, that's it, a tough one. That's a tough one. Bantamweight division is, is pretty stacked, in my opinion. you got a lot of guys over there that could win, I, you know... They chose this interim fight. Of course, you have to have Peter Yan, um, but you put in Corey Sanhagen. Now, does that mean T.J. Dillashaw is not ready to fight for the title right now? I don't know. I'm not sure uh, his status. I know he wanted to fight before the end of the year, so I'm confused as to why you don't put him in the fight. Um, and you put Corey Sanhagen, who who lost to T.J. Um, a couple months ago. So that was kind of you know confusing to me as to why they did something like that, where they didn't put T.J. in it, or they didn't you know set up. Uh, a, a title fight. I know that obviously you got to do an interim title, especially with Aljamain not being able to fight. But it's tough, man. It's it's really tough. I think T.J. Dillashaw deserves the championship uh, fight over Corey Sanhagen, obviously because of their last fight. Uh, but I guess Dana White has you know different opinion than me, um, and that's okay. Um, I think it'll be a good fight. I think Peter Jan's going to easily wipe the floor with Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen's a great fighter. I just think that his style um, is going to be no match for Peter Jan. I mean, Jan should be the champion right now. Um, he got bad, you know, uh, words from his, his, his or advice from his corner uh, in the fight. They told him knee Aljamain. Obviously, his knee was down and ended in disqualification. So that's unfortunate. Um, more news in the UFC. Um, you had Jose Aldo and Rob Font are going to have a Bantamweight fight. You know, I, I said it. This Bantamweight division is strong. They have a lot of guys in this division. Um, Jose Aldo, uh, Rob Font, a couple of guys. December 4th, UFC Fight Night. They're going to have the main event. That is going to be a great fight. Um, now, the winner of that fight, do they go after TJ Dillashaw and try to get a number one contender shot? That might be the wave, you know? Um, but TJ doesn't want to wait that long. So it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen here. Um in this Bantamweight division, and I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, it's cool. It's a fun division. Um, there's a lot of guys that are out there that can, you know, put their name in the hat for the championship run, um, but they got to start getting a couple of wins together, and then they will get, you know, an opportunity. Um, yeah, that was that for UFC. I know I've been talking about UFC a little bit more just because we just had 266. Um, great review, by the way. If you didn't watch it, um, please go watch it. Um, possibly um, the best fight um, of all time that I've watched. Featherweight fight, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, Brian Ortega. I had a whole segment last episode, uh, went in on that. It was really a good fight, man. You know, in, in that round three, I think Michael Bisman came out and said, is that probably the best round of UFC ever? And, and I agree. I don't think I've ever seen a fight, you know, get me out of bed standing up late at night. And that fight did. That round three was incredible. But if you want to listen to my breakdown on that fight, go listen to the last episode. Um, let's jump into baseball. Baseball has been hot right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Devin Williams of the Brewers, closer. I believe he's still the closer. Um, they clinched 
the playoff berth uh, a couple of days ago or yesterday or whenever they clinched it. Um, he punched a wall because he was drunk, had a couple of drinks, punched a wall. He is out the entire season. Imagine that. You whole season, you fight to get to the playoffs, you celebrate, and you punch the wall. kind of reminds me of Marcus Smart when he did that back in Boston. Uh, they weren't fighting for the title or anything to get in the playoffs. He was just a jackass and did that. Um, you know, it's just funny to talk about, you know. Um, guys like that just can't control their emotions and, and, you know, punch a wall. It's like, what are you doing, you know? What happens when he's mad? What do you think he does? Like, throw his phone and stuff? Maybe he has to buy a new phone after every game? It's, it's crazy. Um, but the Yankees, Yankees rolled on the Toronto Blue Jays. Giancarlo Stanton, another home run, playing phenomenal baseball. I'm excited to see what this team does, you know, come wild card time. Hopefully they can get in. Uh, I know the magic number's three. All they have to do is win three more games. Um and they're in. Um, that doesn't mean that they're going to get the number one spot, but it means that they're in. Okay? Um, we need three wins. And tonight we play the Blue Jays again. Garrett Cole on the mound. Very confident in a win today. Um, and hopefully we can get, you know, closer to clinching that spot. It's it's very important that we continue to win. Um, and obviously, like I said, I want to see a game in Fenway because I could be there. It's just tough because it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Boston lost yesterday, had three hits against one of the worst teams, if not the worst team this year. Um, it's just a shame. It's just a shame because Boston could clutch it up for me. Um, but it looks like currently we're going to have a wild card game in the Bronx. And talking about the Bronx, the bullpen, guy said is healthy. He is back. Um, so this bullpen currently consists of a Aroldis Chapman, Jonathan Luazaga, Chad Green, Clay Holmes, Wandy Peralta, uh, Michael King, Luis Severino, Domingo Herman, and Jolie Rodriguez. And in my opinion, you probably throw Nestor back in that bullpen. Um, I don't see an opportunity for him to start, but he's played so good that you have to move him back to the bullpen. I think you just have to, um, especially in a wild card game. I trust Nestor to come in and pitch and uh, close the game out. Uh, lately, the bats have been turning up. Um, everybody seems to be healthy. Um, and that's kind of the big thing with the Yankees, where it's kind of the health hasn't been, you know, there. The the health hasn't been there. COVID's been an issue. A lot of guys getting hurt. Um, it looks like everybody's healthy. Everybody's starting to get healthy again, and this team is starting to come together. And I think that if they can get into the playoffs, I think that they can cross some real good damage. I think that they have a chance to get to the, the you know, the World Series and, and make a run at it. I think this is the year everybody's playing better baseball right now, and if they can continue to get on this high, I don't think anybody can you know take them off. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them um, get you know to the wild card game and see what happens. Um, next topic I wanted to cover: Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, Andrew Wiggins doesn't want to take the vaccine and and my opinion on the vaccine um for a while covid was very scary for me um i didn't know you know how my body would react to it um how things would go i didn't know you know what was going to happen it's a scary thing especially in the beginning everybody can agree that it was very very scary um I am vaccinated myself. I did have COVID at one point before I was vaccinated. Um, and my current outlook on it is if you don't want to get a vaccine, you know, I don't care. You know, 
it's not my body, it's not my choice. Do I think you're making a foolish mistake by not getting a vaccine? Of course. Um, I think it's just stupid if you believe into this, you know, the side effects. You're going to get crazy side effects or, or, or you're going to get, you know, not much of side effects because, like, I feel like that's an important thing because you don't know. You don't know. You know, there's a lot of people I know that have health scares after it. You know, you know, your body has, is, you know, deteriorated or, or issues have happened health-wise. But if you think the government's, like, trying to plan a chip in you or that it's not a vaccine and they're trying to, like, put something in you for like them to flip a switch and turn into a robot or, or they're trying to kill you slowly that is stupid you know that's just not true and if you believe that like the facebook stuff and all this stuff it's stupid you know do your own research if you don't want to get a vaccine or you're scared to get a booster shot or you don't want to get your second dose don't do it you know it's up to you it's your body your choice you do whatever you want to do um and it shouldn't be political. It's not political. It's it, it, it's 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 doctor stuff. There's there's facts behind it. You know, it's safe for you right now instead of getting COVID. There's more issues if you have COVID um, than getting a vaccine. And and I don't want to make this whole episode. You know, COVID, COVID, COVID. You know, it's my opinion. Um, I'm not gonna change anybody's opinion. You know, I have a vaccine because I think for myself, um, it's the safest thing for me to you know either go out and feel comfortable or just you know in my life in general. Um, and so with that, if you don't get a vaccine and then you like try to like, you know, not make me feel bad, but like, you know, you have symptoms and you're like really sick and you're like, you want me to like, like try to check on you. Like, no, you brought it on yourself, you know, you know, I'll care. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you brought it on yourself. You wanted to, you know, believe all the Facebook stuff. That's stupid. You know, it's very stupid. That is my opinion. Um, and I'll stick with that till, you know, the end of this time. Um, but now on to Andrew Wiggins, um, San Francisco, um, and New York require all NBA players that are on the Knicks, Nets and Warriors. I believe the three teams so far that are affected by this, they have to get a vaccine to play home games. Um, but players on other teams that come to their arena, they don't have to be vaccinated. Um, and while I think, like I said, Andrew Wiggins should just get it and get it over with, that's very stupid that players from other teams coming in don't have to get a vaccine. But Andrew Wiggins, because he plays for the Warriors, has to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense why Andrew Wiggins would have to. Like, I, I get why he would have to, but why aren't players um, that aren't on the team required to get them? You know, so it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if it has like a residency thing or I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me personally. Um, but I also don't know all the facts. I don't know, you know, the COVID statistics of somebody that lives in San Francisco or New York. I don't. Um, I know Andrew Wiggins doesn't want to get the vaccine um, and that's his right. But at the same time, he is a guy like Cam Newton that can't come out and, and you know, complain and be like, oh, like they cut me because of this and that because you didn't want to follow the rules. Their rules they implemented is for you to get a vaccine and for you to play the game. That's what your contract is, you know. You play by those teams' rules. You don't make up your own rules. You're not the coach. You're not the GM. You're a player. You're going to play by what rules they implement for you. And so the state or the city or whoever, however they did it, they say you have to have a vaccine. And if you don't want to take one, you suffer the consequences of subsequently being released by your team or traded or benched. Whatever the option they choose, that's what I mean. You don't want to take it, that's on you. I don't care. 
but also there's consequences to that, which is he might probably not play for the Warriors this year. Um, and that's okay because he's not good. Um, when he plays against the Heat, he's good. But other than that, Andrew Wiggins is not that good. But besides him being good and not, any player that doesn't want to get a vaccine, you don't have to. But it, these some of these teams are going to start being like, you know, you can't play for us. Cam Newton, prime example. It has nothing to do with Cam Newton making a scene when he's the backup. It has to do with Cam Newton not having a vaccine. You know, you don't want to make a guy be a risk for this team. This guy gets the co- vac- uh, doesn't get the vaccine, goes out with the same people. He gets it 99% more likely to get it, the, uh, the, the, the virus. And then you give it to somebody with a vaccine who would have never gotten it had you not gotten it previously. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of like a you know a slinky where it's like a domino effect. It keeps going, even though this person's vaccine and like they shouldn't care if you have it. You ultimately gave it to them because you were more likely to get it in that pers- uh, public setting. You know what I mean? So like again, I don't care if you get a vaccine. I don't. I did what I had to do to feel safe. I feel safe when I go out. I wear a mask, you know, whenever I feel necessary. Um, and I do what's best for me. So you do what's best for you, Andrew Wiggins. Um, and if that's, you know, not taking a vaccine and not wanting to play ba- basketball, that's on you. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. If he doesn't take the vaccine, he doesn't have to. Um, but ultimately, he might not play a lot of basketball this year. If I'm a team and I'm a GM and all my players have vaccines besides one guy, I don't care if that guy's LeBron James, you know, at that point. You know, and I'm not talking about LeBron specifically. I'm saying with his skill set, I don't care if he's the best player in the world. Um, I think you have to have a sit-down meeting and, and come up with an agreement. You have to figure something out because no matter what, um, especially like think come playoff time, say the Warriors get into the playoffs or let's say the Nets. Let's use the Nets because Kyrie's way better than Andrew Wiggins. Say the Nets get into the playoffs, right, and Kyrie Irving's still on the team. You only got Kyrie for two out of four games, the first four. You know, so that's an issue. Or say you play the Knicks. Kyrie can't play that whole year or or that whole series. And so that's the issue where you come down to what is going on. This is the world how it is today. And it's not going to change anytime soon. So you either have to adapt or you can keep pushing and fighting. Nobody's going to back you up in it. It's your decision. So you have to ultimately decide what you want to do. And that's kind of where I'll leave it at Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie and the vaccine. I probably will never, ever talk about the vaccine again, but it is coming up into the media and it is up for discussion on, you know, people saying, you know, he should just get it. He should not. It's his body, his choice. He can do whatever he wants, but he can't sit there and complain about not getting playing time or not being on a team. And that's how I'll leave it there. Okay. Um, NBA Media Day. Uh, I know I was said I was going to talk about it last episode, and then when I was editing the pod, I was like, damn, I didn't really talk about the NBA at all. Um, I didn't do a lot of, you know, listening to guys talk about, you know, th- their team. You know, everyone's going to say the same thing. You know, I'm excited to, I'm excited to have, uh, you know, a big day, um, you know, this year is going to be great. You know, Marcus Smart saying he's ready to go fight for a championship. Jalen Brown's taking extra shots. You know, every guy's doing that. Every player's doing that. Um, and I'm not sticking on Boston. Boston, I think, is... I will give my NBA preview on, you know, every team at some point. But Boston's going to be a contender this year. You know, there's no doubt about it, no matter what I say. Um, they're going to be a contender, as much as I don't want to say that. Um, 
they're they're going to be a good team. You know, they have a lot of different key pieces. I think they got a couple of guys out there. There's a couple of weaknesses I see, but every team has weaknesses. Um, but I was just talking about them because they were the guys that popped up on my timeline for their uh, media day. Um, Eric Spolster came out, said he's ha- excited to you know work with Kyle Lowry. He's you know happy to see what's going to go on with him. Uh, this year is going to be big. Um, I think the Miami Heat are going to be huge this year. I think they have NBA Finals aspirations. Um, and it's going to be good. It's going to be a good year for them, and I'm very excited to watch uh, this team grow and develop and, you know, maybe get another title. You know, Pat Riley needs one more, man, and I think that's it. I think Pat Riley, unless they, unless they win this year. If they won this year, I think Pat Riley would stick around for one more because he wants the back-to-back. I know he would. Um, but, yeah. That's that for media day. There wasn't really much. I know I said I was going to talk about it, but I didn't really look. Uh, no, like crazy lines. Robin Lopez said that the Bucks. He doesn't know if they won the title. I don't know what that was. I don't know if anybody saw that. Um, yeah, that was just weird to me. Um, yeah, I don't think anything else crazy has happened. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder is uh, in ten days. I think it is from today. It's not this Saturday. Next Saturday, I think. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that fight. That'll be a good fight. Anthony Joshua lost last weekend. Um, but nothing crazy happened, you know. Nothing, you know, any other crazy news. Nothing has gone crazy. Uh, Richard Sherman signed with the Bucks just before they go to Gillette. Like, everything is falling into place for Tom Brady to absolutely go crazy on this Patriots team. Like, what are the stories, man? Antonio Brown's coming back. Like, there's so much. There's so much, man. Um, And, you know, speaking of that, you know what? We'll jump into that after the break. Let's have a quick break. Um, I've been talking for a little bit. Let's jump into a break. um, Come back. I will talk about fantasy players um, that I like this week. Um, A couple of key things I want to point out in that Patriots game. I'll go a deep dive into that. And then that'll move us into another break where we'll talk about week four predictions for the NFL right back on today's episode of the Heated Up Podcast. Sounds dry. Welcome back from the break, everybody. I'm your host, Ross Brown, and it's always going to be that way, but I just love to talk about it. Um, doing this podcast, man, is so great. It's so fun for me. Um, listening to all you guys, you know, the feedback, everybody hyping it up. I'm, I'm very excited um, running up the numbers, all that kind of stuff. I really appreciate it. You guys sharing, posting, just even listening to it. You know, even if you listen to five minutes of it, just give me a chance to kind of bring you in and show you um, that talking sports can be very entertaining. And there's been parts of me where it's like sometimes I want to, you know, not just talk about sports and talk about other things. Um, but I feel like the sports aspect is very, very fun and can bring a lot of people together. And, and I feel like sports in, in, as gen, in general can, you know, bring a lot of people together. Um, I feel like it's a very, you know, fun aspect of life. I feel like, you know, without sports, there'd be a lot of people confused on what to do. Um, so, yeah, with that, I, you know, even if I get 10 people listening to this, you know, that's 10 people um, that'll, you know, take my knowledge, you know, and use that. You know, if they have to go bet or they want to go talk to somebody about sports. This is a podcast where you can come in, have a conversation, listen to me just kind of talk for an hour, and go from there. And it's just so fun for me. Um, And like I've said, anybody wants to jump on, 
anybody has topics you want me to cover, anybody has anything, um, hit us in the DMs, talk to me, you know, hit me up personally on my own social medias, um, go on our Twitter, go on our Instagram, do anything, you know. I'm here to listen, you know, for the viewers. I'm for the viewers in, in every single way. I'm hoping that I can get a couple of people on, especially for basketball time. There's a couple of guys I definitely have been talking to uh, to try to get onto this podcast, you know, talk basketball, talk hoops. Um, and it'll be fun. It'll definitely be fun. Um, but with that, it brings us to our weekly segment we started last week. Um, so this will be technically weekly. Um, the love them or hate them list. I know that Matthew Berry has one out there, but this is mine. You know, this this one is you know important. Uh, last week I didn't write down the players, and I don't feel like going all the way back and listening to the pod. So this week, just like previous weeks, um, I am going to start writing them down, writing the list. I have my list written down. I've done my thought process on everything, and we will start tracking. You know, if they have a big week or not, and we will break it down on the Tuesday or Monday episode, whichever I choose. Um, so how I've been doing this, we take one player we love from the Thursday night game, the 1 o'clock games, two 1 o'clock games, two 4 o'clock games, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game. Same thing with the Hatem. One from Thursday, two at 1 p.m., two at 4 p.m., one at 8 p.m. on Sunday, all Sunday games, and the Monday night game. So starting us off, We'll go to the love them first, you know, so you can get excited, you know, for some of these players. My love them guy is Joe Mixon. And I am very tentative on saying this because Joe Mixon is up and down. You know, he's like an escalator. You just you can go up sometimes and goes down. It's weird. More like an elevator, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Joe Mixon, it's tough because, like, Joe Burrow loves to throw. He loves to throw that ball. Um, they don't have a number two running back back there in uh, Cincinnati. But I'm confident Joe Mixon. Um, I think this game is going to be like a shootout. Um, but Jacksonville just won't show up to the shootout. You know, I feel like the Bengals are going to score very quickly, very easily. And so I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw the ball a lot, um, which will bring me into my hate him list. Um, but I feel like towards the end, Joe Mixon is going to have to run the ball. Jacksonville's defense is not that good. Um, and I think that the Bengals are going to score a lot of points on this team. Um, so definitely Joe Mixon. Um, you could also say Jamar Chase is a guy that I'm high on. I love Jamar Chase this year. He's been so good. So if you got to listen to one of those two guys, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, to have huge game on Thursday. So 1 o'clock games. Um, this one I kind of like, you know, it's hard. Because, so when I do the love him, hate him, I'm not going to put a team that I think is going to lose with a guy that I love. Because that just doesn't make any sense. So, with that, the Kansas City Chiefs have let everybody down. You know, if you bet, um, really anyway, they've let you down. They've had a tough couple of weeks. Um, at one point, they could be 0-3. You know, if the Browns, you know, locked it in, the Chiefs could be 0-3. So, with that, I think that I've talked about it earlier um, in the episodes, um, a couple of episodes ago. The Eagles secondary scares me. Um, they scare me a lot, and I'm not confident in them. Um, so, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a monster game, like absolute monster game. Um, he's kind of had a lackluster past couple of two weeks. 
Um, but I'm confident Tyreek Hill will pop off this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And so with that, um, you guys know my displeasure for the Jets. Um, I mean, I don't know how many episodes now that I have just slandered the Jets and the Patriots. Uh, that'll come up later. Um, and so the, the Jets, man... Ah, man, the defense, like I've said, is not, like, too bad. But also, like, the Titans are going to throw the ball early to get a lead. And then that's it. And then you feed Derrick Henry the rest of the game. And I think Derrick Henry is the player to love. Um, My second player to love in the 1 o'clock games. I mean, Derrick Henry, how can you not love him? There was one week I didn't love him. 51 points in fantasy PPR if you had him. Um, So if you sat him, unlucky. Because Derrick Henry popped off. Um, he went crazy, man, and I wasn't expecting that. So Derrick Henry, definitely the guy I love this week. Um, I'm probably going to love him every week just because he's nasty. Like, I mean, he's Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league by far. Pure running back. I always have to, you know, throw that back in. Pure running back, Derrick Henry, number one every week probably. Um, moving on to the 4 o'clock games. Now, this guy um, is going up against a really good defense, but he had three or four drop touchdowns. Marquise Brown, Baltimore Ravens. I feel like he's going to have to come out with a vengeance. I feel like the Ravens are going to get stopped on uh, running the ball. Uh, Denver's defense is really good. Denver's actually favored in the game, surprisingly. Um, I feel like Lamar Jackson is going to try to run the ball. It's not going to get anywhere. So for a couple of drives, it's going to look really bad for the Ravens. And I think once they figure out that they got to throw that ball, Marquise Brown's got to step up and say, you know what, I had a bad week last week. That's not me. This is my week. This is my week to show you guys that I still belong on this team uh, as the number one receiver. He had a couple of really good weeks, man. And then last week he kind of dropped the bucket on that one. Um, so Marquise Brown, definitely one of my 4 o'clock players of the week for sure. Um, and then I've talked about it again. You know, I said it with same thing with the Eagles, same thing with the 49ers. 49ers, Richard Sherman, gone. Jason Verrett, gone. Um, their secondary is not strong. It's really not. And what have I talked about? Tyler Lockett finding ways to get open. Josh Norman, questionable. Uh, Quan Williams, questionable. Jason Verrett, like I said, he's out for the season. He's done. Bye-bye. All done. Um, so I'm not confident in the secondary. So if all those guys are out, or even if just Sherman and Verrett are gone, um, I think Tyler Lockett's going to have a really monster game like he has been having, you know, against bad secondaries, guys, you know, not focused on defense, not making the help plays. Um, Tyler Lockett, I think, is going to have a monster week. He usually does. So give me Tyler Lockett as my second 4 o'clock player that I love. Um, and coming into Sunday's game, I'm going to talk a lot more about this game um, in a little bit. I feel like it's like it's the game. It's the game Sunday. Or it's the game this week. Maybe the game this year. Tom Brady makes his return to Gillette Stadium. I love, and I strongly say this. I'm going to list off the guys I love, okay? I love Tom Brady this week. Obviously, he's going to have a monster game. This is probably his last time in Gillette. Don't be surprised if Tom Brady throws for like 400 yards just because he can. Okay. Next guy I like, or love, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk has been very consistent this year. I'm very confident in him to catch a touchdown this week. I think that he has to. Like, he has to. You know, he's the guy that has to, pretty much. You know, he's Brady's guy, you know, when they were in New England. 
tough times, man. They had to both leave. Gronk retired, all that. Buccaneers are going to roll the Patriots, and it's going to be help from my third guy I love from this game, Antonio Brown. Coming back from COVID, missed last week. He plays last week. Things are different maybe in you know with the Rams game. Things might be different. Um, he also used to play for Bill Belichick until, unfortunately, he had to leave. Um, I love Antonio Brown this week. I think he's going to you know make plays just like Gronk. Could be a big week for those three guys. Uh, Mike Evans, obviously, Chris Godwin, you know, they could have good weeks. I think that Tom is going to focus on trying to get these former Patriot guys some plays. Um, I think that'll be very funny to watch. Um, and I'm confident the Buccaneers, like, literally steamroll. Like, give me the first opening line minus five and a half. Give my house, like, I'm tell my dad to get rid of his mortgage. Like, put it, everything he has, everything we have on Tampa Bay minus five and a half. We have him at minus seven now, so when I do my prediction, it'll have to be minus seven. Um, but I'm still taking it. I'll spoil it right now. I'm taking it. There's no way that Mac Jones, the guy I talk the most trash about, you know, it's, it's a top three with Jameis Winston, Zach Wilson, and... Mac Jones, I hate, I hate them, but there's no way that Mac Jones can can sling the ball and, and hang with Brady and those boys. Um, so then we move into the the Monday night game, Monday night game, Raiders Chargers. This one's gonna be fun. I feel like this one's gonna be a lot of points. Um, I feel like it's gonna be a shootout, absolutely on Monday night. It's gonna be a great one. Uh, we didn't talk about Monday's game, so I will get into that. I just thought about that. I never talked about Monday's game um, since the pod because I did pod previously. Uh, to Monday. Love, love, love Justin Herbert. Um, I feel like Monday night is his time to shine, show that he really is that dominant quarterback in this league, um, can put numbers on the board, can get these guys, you know, shining bright on Monday night. And I think that Justin Herbert is going to have an absolute monster, monster game. Um, I'm loving everything that he's done this year. Uh, he's had really good numbers, um, failed to find the end zone sometimes, but you know, yards-wise, and, and I think he's going to have to score a lot of points this week. So, uh, Justin Herbert, the guy I love this week, absolutely. Um, and then we get to the sour portion of this. I'm going to try to race through these because I hate them, guys. I hate them. I don't want to talk much about them. Start off, Trevor Lawrence, Thursday night game. Like I said, I don't think they're going to show up. I think it's going to be a smoke show. I don't like the Jaguars whatsoever. Um, I have the Bengals money line in like three parlays. I'm so confident in the Bengals. Um, and I know this is football. Anything can happen. But it's the Jaguars, man. Like, come on. There's no way they win. All right. Trevor Lawrence is going to show up. He's going to struggle again. Bengals defense is not the greatest, but they got a couple of guys that can are really good playmakers. So I'm confident Bengals uh, are going to slow down Trevor Lawrence and this team. Uh, moving into my 1 o'clock game, Saints. Giants. I hate Saquon Barkley. I'm going to start him in my league, but I hate him. Um, I'm pretty sure the uh, the Saints give up like some of the most points rushing, um, but I don't see that happening this week. Uh, Saquon has struggled this week year. Um, you know, last game they played on a Thursday against the Washington football team. He had a decent game, but nothing crazy. Um, I hate him, especially for where he is. There's a lot of good running backs still out there. Um, I'd rather have Michael Carter, to be honest, out there than Saquon Barkley. And that's just, you know, how it is. Uh, I think that the Saints are going to blow out the Giants. There's no reason the Giants will run the ball, especially if they're getting blown out. I hate Saquon. I really do. Um, and another guy I hate that I think it's going to be a blowout is the Bills game. Bills minus 16 and a half. That is absurd. Um, 
but Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to have a bad week. Um, his quarterback is Davis Mills. Um, not much more has to be said. Davis Mills looked awful. I mean, that whole offense looked terrible um, Thursday against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, it was just awful. Like, what kind of game was that? Brandon Cooks to have a bad week. He's going to have a really bad week. Sit him. Don't put him at flex. Don't put him at start and receiver, too. Just sit him. Please. Please. Um, all right. So, 4 o'clock games. The Seattle Seahawks, I think, are going to have a very good defensive scheme for these running backs in San Francisco. And I don't know who the starter is there. Um, if it's Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, I don't know who's starting right now. Um so I just put all 49ers running backs. I feel like for the 49ers to even stay in this game, they're going to have to have a shootout, um, and that's what they're going to have to do. So I just am not confident in any San Fran running backs. I think they have bad weeks, um, either of them. It doesn't matter. I'm just not confident in either of those guys. Um, I love Trey Sermon um, overall, but this week I think he's going to struggle and have a really bad week. Um, also who's going to have a really bad week, Chase Claypool. Again, Big Ben, injury report again. I mean, this guy just can't seem to stay off of it. He keeps playing, but it's like, maybe he should sit, man. Um, so if he sits, um, Juju's out, so you know that'll open up some more space for Chase Claypool. I'm just not confident in him this week. Um, the Packers' defense looked pretty well um, against the Lions, um, late at least. Um, they struggled a little bit with the 49ers, but they got a lot of pressure on Jimmy G at times. Um, so I think if they do that with Big Ben, that'll force him to kind of, you know, have to hand the ball off or make quick plays. And I'm not confident that Chase Claypool is that guy to give up those those quick plays to. I think that's a guy like Deontay Johnson um, who will probably have a decent game. Um, but I would love to see, you know, Chase Claypool on my bench this week um, as I have him in a couple of leagues. So I'm probably going to do that. Um I'm going to say the Sunday night game hate guy because I just love doing it. I just love it. Um, Josh Jacobs, let's just go with it. Josh Jacobs, Monday night game. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, is, it's going to be a shootout, like I said. I think it's going to be a shootout, so I don't think that you know the running game is going to be there. I feel like Kenyon Drake's more of the passing back over there. Josh Jacobs might not even play. Um, hate Josh Jacobs this week. Absolutely do not like him. I think it's going to, like I said, be a shootout. Huge game. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a rough one for uh, any running back in that game. But Josh Jacobs is the guy I don't like. <sighs> and now, Sunday night. 8.20 p.m., Gillette Stadium. Crowd is going to be roaring. Who's going to show up? Tom Brady. Every, and I'm not joking, every single New England Patriot offensively talking Hunter Henry if he's even playing. I don't even know. Jonu Smith, Jacoby Myers, I don't even know any of the other receivers. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, I think those two guys are over there. Um, Najee, Najee Harris, Damian Harris, um, Mac Jones. I'm going to get into Mac in a minute. The Patriots defense, the Patriots kicker, everybody on this Patriots team, sit him. Don't start him. Just don't. It's not for pride. You know, you're not, you're not smart for doing it. You're not, you know, it's not a big brain play. It's stupid. They are going to get demolished. Like, are you kidding me? Come on, man. I know they're home, but, like, come on. I know Bill Belichick's known Brady. I know he knows his weaknesses, and I know that, you know. But Tom Brady is going to smoke this team. Like, this game is like LeBron coming back to Miami, man. 
um, after he left. This is like LeBron coming back to Cleveland. I could just use these references because LeBron's gone everywhere after he's left all these teams. Um, LeBron coming back to Cleveland uh, after he went to the Heat. Uh, this is like Kyrie going to Boston. This is like, there's so much. But this one, this one is bigger than any game ever. Like, this is the greatest player of all time. The franchise he was with for years drafted him so late. What a steal. Got him to be the greatest quarterback ever. And he's going to annihilate. Like, he's going to make Bill Belichick probably retire. Like, that's how bad... Like, he might pull in Ohio State. Uh, I forget what what his name is. They just quit mid-game. Like, that's how bad it's going to be. Like, I'm really, really nervous that, like, NBC will be like, you know what? Let's just take this game off. Let's put on, like, Chicago Med or something. Like, let, like let's not let the people watch this. Um, so, yeah. Every single... New England Patriot this week. Just sit him, please. Just please don't. Like, if, if one of the guys I'm playing this week listens to this, please just sit him. Like, I don't want to be like, okay, you didn't listen to me. That's what, like, like, there's no point. You're not smart. Just sit him. Especially Mac Jones. Come on, man. Come on. Mac Jones, the rookie against the greatest quarterback of all time. You don't think that Mac is, like, nervous? And, yeah, say, you know, national championship game, it's, it's college. This is the pros, the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. Stop it. Stop it. Come on. Um, Yeah, just come on. Uh, and with that, you know, I could go on a rant. I could go on for 10 minutes right now going off on Mac Jones and the Patriots. I won't. I'll save you guys the ears, okay? Uh, when we come back, let's jump into we'll break down the Monday night game, and then I will talk my week three predictions, and then we'll close out the show with that. Uh, right back on an episode of the Heated Up Podcast. Welcome back from our second break of the episode. It'll be our last break of the episode because we are coming down to the closing minutes. Um, Monday night's game. We didn't break that down, obviously, because we had a podcast on Monday, which uh, was before the game. Dak Prescott. You know, I'm looking back at my predictions, and obviously, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I can't look into the future. You know, so it was my predictions. Dallas, I had it second in the NFC East, and it looks like they're going to be the sole team um, with ease. Like they're going to get there to the playoffs okay they're gonna win that division it looks like Zeke Elliott had three touchdowns the team looks really good okay the team looks you know like a playoff contender um do I think they beat one of the top teams Rams Buccaneers uh you know Cardinals if they get there no 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 shot no way um but do they have a chance to you know make some noise and to maybe get one upset you know yeah definitely I think they look really good um Jalen Hurts struggled a little bit. Um, I am worried about his progression as well as Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith had one game where he had a touchdown. Other than that, he's kind of been lackluster, kind of where I figured him. I feel like the same thing happened to Jalen Rager. Um, I'm worried. I'm worried about the Eagles. Definitely time to hit the panic button. You know, what do we do? How do we get better? Um, But you have faced a couple of good teams, and that is unfortunate that you're going up against another one this week. Um, 
So yeah, it's definitely time to hit the panic button. I don't think that uh, the Chiefs game will be a shocker on that one. You'll hear that prediction a little bit. Um, but Dallas looks really good. Dallas looks, continues to look better and better each week. I think they continue that this week. They really, really showed me that they are a team in this NFC uh, conference that can make some noise. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very excited to see Dallas continue on the rise. You know, it's fun to have Dallas as a uh, you know a good team in the league. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, one of the days is going to have to come out, you know, and, and say Dallas is good, and that is going to be a fun time to watch. Um, but Dallas looks pretty good. Dallas is uh, looking very consistent, and I am confident to see them make the playoffs this year. Um, so with that, let's just jump into my predictions this week. Um, we'll go a little bit faster, a little rapid fire, um, but I'll also you know give my analysis. I've already given enough analysis on certain games, but I will continue. Um, Thursday, Jags, Bengals, snooze fest, man. It's just, this game's not going to be fun, and you know I keep saying that every Thursday game I feel like is not going to be fun, and I don't know why. Like Thursday games have been pretty fun this year, um, but it's the Bengals, man, and the Bengals have been inconsistent this year. They're ups and downs and ups and downs. Like they beat you know Pittsburgh, but then it's like they beat the Vikings, but then they get squashed uh, against the uh, the Browns. So it's like, you know, they have ups and downs, man, where it's like, I don't know what they're doing. Um, I said the Browns, the Bears. They played the Bears. Uh, the B teams messed me up. But, yeah, they just don't look good, man. Um, but neither does Jacksonville. Jacksonville is, they're not good, man. Jacksonville stinks, dude. Um, Trevor Lawrence is not ready. All these rookie quarterbacks, I don't know how you can put money on them. I'll, they're all inconsistent. They're all not having really good years. Um, give me Bengals minus seven and a half. Uh, I will say, I will say before I jump into the next one, I have all money line bets this week. All my bets are money lined. I'm not going spreads, um, but obviously I'm going to continue the segment of the spreads. Uh, I've been beat too much, man. You know, back and forth of that Green Bay game. That game killed me, and it made me realize, like you know, you know, I could put more money down. Um, on a couple of bets. Instead of having a bunch of bets with spreads with better odds, I could have money lines, what I'm more confident in, and what I think is going to hit, and, you know, make money like that. So let's jump into Sunday's 1 o'clock games, starting off Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins play the Colts. Ah, man. It's a tough one, man, because, like, you know, you got Jacoby Brissett there. I'm not confident in him. Um, he actually worries me a lot. Um but Carson Wentz, you know, that, that ankle injury, he's looked inconsistent all year. Uh, they're looking to move Marlon Mack. Um, Jonathan Taylor's looked eh, all right this year. There's nothing, you know, too spectacular. Give me the Dolphins minus two. Last week I, you know, kicking myself because I didn't choose my team. And, you know, I think every week I have to choose the Dolphins whether I like it or not. Um, you know, once two gets back, it'll be easier, but it's tough. So just just give me the Dolphins minus two at home do it saints at home giants um this one's an easy one give me the saints you know they looked inconsistent but i'm just not confident in daniel jones you know he's had shines against the washington football team game um but just man it's daniel jones and the giants like what are you gonna say i'm not confident in them give me Jameis winston bounce back game he's had a couple of stinkers um chiefs eagles um it's been hard to bet on the chiefs this year especially now they're away um I mean, they've lost every spread, I think. Uh, they they don't look good, man. Um, 
I was watching Gitz TikTok today, and he said, you know, maybe it's time to hit the panning button. I don't agree, um, but it's definitely, you know, open your eyes a little bit, you know. You know, we're not TikToking uh, like Jackson Mahomes. Like, we're playing football. So let's act like it. Let's play football. Um, go out there and have a great win. Chiefs minus seven. Book it in there. You know, Dallas smoked the Eagles. Chiefs have a game plan. They're going to execute it. Chiefs minus seven. Bills, Texans. The Bills beat the Washington football team by like 20-plus, I think, last week. Um, I think the Washington football team is better than the Texans. So with my knowledge of football, give me the Bills minus 16.5, and and that's a lot of points. But the Bills are just superior. Like I think the Bills could score like 40, and I don't think the Texans would score a touchdown. Like That's how lopsided this game is. Give me the Bills minus 16.5. Cowboys game. Cowboys, you just heard me talk all about them. No Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Sam Donald's, you know, uh, he doesn't look really that good. Um, You know, obviously his game against the Jets was really great. Um, Last week playing the Texans, you know, kind of a game where he could show off. He did. Um, He looked pretty good, but it's the Texans, man. And this is the Cowboys team. Trayvon Diggs has looked really good in that secondary. Uh, The linebackers have played decently. I'm confident. Cowboys minus four and a half. Give me that. Browns and Vikings. Now, this game, man, this one's a tough one, man, because the Vikings are so inconsistent. Like, week one looked like a fluke, clearly, okay? Week one looked like a fluke. Vikings looking pretty good at home. They're dropping two. Uh, They're catching two to the Browns. (sighs) Does Baker Mayfield come out and light it up? I think so. Um, I have the Browns money line in this one on the road. Give me the Vikings uh, losing this one by more than two. Browns minus two is a lock. I'm just confident, man. I'm just confident in that bet. Um, another one I'm confident in. I can't believe. Okay, let me let me get a little bit closer. I cannot believe the Jets are only plus seven. The Titans obviously aren't going to probably have A.J. Brown or Julio. Maybe both. Maybe only one. Maybe they somehow both play. Right? But the Titans, man, got Derrick Henry, man. Derrick Henry alone can probably score 21, okay? The Jets probably cannot score one. Like, the Jets are bad, man. You know that. Zach Wilson is tough. You know, it's tough watching him him play out there. So give me the Titans, minus seven. I like that one a lot. As well as this one, Lions-Bears. Give me the Lions plus three. Lions plus three. Let's do it. Come on. Lions plus three. They've looked really good. They've looked inconsistent, but they look decent. You know, they look pretty decent. All right. They almost just beat the Ravens. You know, they almost, you know, pulled it off against Green Bay at, you know, the first half. Um, And they almost beat the 49ers. They came back, clutched it, almost had it. But they didn't. Um, So, yeah, Lions, you know, Justin Fields, not confident in him. Even though he's at home, I'd rather have the Lions plus three for sure. Um, A team at home that I'm taking more points for as well is the Falcons. Falcons plus one and a half. Washington football team scares me, man. They are just very inconsistent, and I don't think that I can throw money on them. Um, Falcons, you know, aren't good either, but they got something going with Cordero Patterson, right? Like, they got something there. So give me Cordero Patterson, Falcons, plus one and a half at home. Do that one. Um, and I think that's the last one o'clock game. Or no, is that a four o'clock game? I think that might be a four o'clock game. <laughs> that's not a good four o'clock game. If it is. No, it's not. It's not, but I missed a game when I wrote down my list, so we'll do a... Oh, no, I know this one. Okay. Whatever. Malfunction there. Uh, Seahawks. Plus three. Give me that. 
Seahawks um, against the Niners. I know the Niners are at home, but the Niners didn't look ultra, ultra good. Um, I know the Seahawks have been up and down, up and down all year, but give me Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I mean, that's a that's a for sure gimme. Rams minus five. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to get beat. Um, the Rams are really good, but the Cardinals are really good too. I'm just going to say Rams minus five. Skip to the next one. Packers. I just... I can't. I can't talk about the Rams game. I can't. Because what if I'm wrong? Like, if I'm wrong again, I, I can't. Packers minus six and a half, I feel like, is a lock. They're at home. Another hot streak. This is a rematch from a Super Bowl years and years ago. Uh, I remember watching that one. It was a fun one. But Packers, man, come on. Come on. Big Ben don't look good. I'm confident Packers can pull this one off. Um, as well as the Ravens at home. Uh, the Ravens in Denver, excuse me. Denver, <sighs> the quarterback's Teddy Bridgewater, so like you're not gonna get me to say Teddy Bridgewater is gonna be, you know, the guy that they go with uh, going forward. Um, I think at some point they're gonna have to look into the draft. I don't think it's this draft. This draft stinks. Um, but like Teddy Bridgewater isn't your savior. I know, you know, they're at home, Mile High City, the three zero. They're looking pretty good. I just love Lamar Jackson and what he does, and I think that he's going to be able to to somehow sneak off a victory, just like last week. Like give Justin Tucker more air. Um, come on, man. Come on. Sixty-six yards. Come on, man. He'll kick seventy tomorrow. Um, moving on. We'll go Monday because, like, I just want to save the end of this uh, podcast for that. Chargers minus three and a half. I said it was a shootout. Uh, we got them three minus three here. Um, Chargers in a shootout, man. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Maybe end in a field goal, push it, whatever. I like the Chargers minus three. It's a solid one. Um, and I'm just cutting to it, man. I am cutting to it. Sunday night, because this is the last you're going to hear from me. This is the last you're going to hear from me uh, before this game. <sighs> All right. Buccaneers minus seven. Lock. Like, lock, lock, like, literally lock of the century. Like, uh, Mac Jones is going to get annihilated by this front seven. Um, Tom Brady is going to have all the time in the world because the Patriots' pass rush does not scare me. Um, I'm confident Tom Brady's going to have time in the pocket, throw that ball any which way he wants. Tom Brady, minus seven, at his home. I don't care he's not in Tampa. This is his home. He probably knows every single door what it leads to in Gillette. He was there for years and years and years. Tom Brady at his home. Because that crowd is going to be cheering for Tom Brady, whether you like it or not. Patriots are 1-2. and two. AFC East is a stink show over there. And the Patriots fans are going to boo the Patriots because the Patriots will lose by probably 35. It's not close, man. It's not. Tom Brady, give me Tom Brady in his home, you know, in Gillette Stadium. Like, it's so perfect and it's so fun to watch this as a non-Patriots fan. Um, yeah, give me Tom Brady in them. Come on, bro. Come on. That's too easy for me. Come on, dude. That's how we'll end the podcast. Um, I will give a quick update. Yankee game. Yankees playing. Marcus Simeon home to left 2 nothing in the bottom of the first hoping that we can change that around but um 
yeah. I need the Yankees to clutch it, man. I really do. I need them. I need the Red Sox too, man, so I can get to this wild card game. Come on. Come on. All right. That's going to do it for the podcast today. Quick Thursday update. Uh, posting this on Friday, Thursday. Recording this Wednesday. But uh, I got a lot of stuff to do this next couple of days. Um, so I wasn't going to be able to get one in. I'm posting and recording this late at night. Wicked late. I mean, 7.30. I usually am recording at 12 or 1. So this is a little bit different for me. But I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please leave a like, comment, wherever you're listening to. Uh, go on the Twitter, at Heated Up Podcast 2P. Same thing with the Instagram. Just follow us. Follow the journey. Um, before we pop off, man, I'm never going to lose, you know, the motivation to do this. Like I said, you know, even though that this is, you know, attempting to be maybe not a career, but, you know, a side thing that I can do, um, with a career, um, I'm never going to stop, man. Cause these are going to be memories that I'll have for years and years and years. You know, I'll have these recordings on my computer, have them on these different apps. Um, and it's just fun, man. Talk about it with my friends. You know, when I have conversations with them, some of you guys hitting me up, Snapchat, you know, giving me the motivation that I need. Um, but I'm confident, man. I'm confident this thing can, you know, eventually boom or bust. Um, and I think it'll be more of a boom. Um, it's fun. It's fun, man, to just come here, talk, talk for an hour, you know, get stuff done, um, have a little side thing going on and, uh, you know, progress with my life. Um, I've been thinking about going back to school, you know, I'll get a little deep. I've been thinking about going back to school. Um, this has been a dream of mine to, you know, talk sports, um, in any aspect, whether that's uh, on ESPN, you know, talking, you know, be a broadcaster, be on one of these social media sites, these Instagram accounts that have a lot of followers, just being like a reporter like that, you know, having a blog, something, something. And, and I finally came to the conclusion that the best way to do that and to get connections and to get somewhere is going back to school, man. So whether that's a two-year program, a four-year program, you know, you're never too young to go and, and, and chase your dreams. You know, I'm a big believer in that. You know, if you want to go chase your dreams, you want to go uh and be big um in in some aspect whether that's you know you want to be a chef you want to be a pilot you want to be anything go do it man life's too short to you know be scared about risks you know so what you're not the richest guy right now you know at the at the end of the day as long as you're happy and you know your consistent um happiness going on with your life that's that's the biggest motivation for me man being happy and you know waking up every day wanting to make a change wanting to do this uh and wanting to do that it's just fun it's just fun to talk sports. This is my dream, um, and I'm excited to continue this journey um, with all of you guys, um, and that's fun, and that's how I'm going to close out the episode here. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, as always, Heated Up Podcast with your host, Ross Brown. Um, share this, post this everywhere. Get everybody to listen to this. Run the numbers up. Let's do this, guys. Let's be the biggest podcast in the world um, at one point at one point we'll get there but uh right now this is just fun for me and i'm i'm glad that all you guys appreciate and love the channel um i appreciate it guys and uh, i hope you all have a great afternoon yeah this is coming out in the morning afternoon yeah afternoon and night whatever however you want to do it morning night whatever however you're listening to this uh i hope you have a great one soundstrike